people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. That's right, and I'm not by myself. I have the valedictorian, the father, Jackson, and Jordan, Mr. GB. What's up? And you're forgetting something. What, 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 what did I forget? Your new faction oh, champion. Oh, yes. It that is doesn't even I. sound right. You, you, you right. taking you taking the, the title down there. As a matter of fact, it's not a title or a strap. It's a trophy. Oh my! You you God. have a trophy. You know what's terrible? Like I didn't mistreat you guys when you held the championship. Like why on earth when I have it, it has to be a because trophy. I wore it with dignity. That's why. Oh because I, I, you know, I'm still the longest reigning faction champion. <laughs> uh, no, that would be me, sir. No, I'm the longest reigning. I had the belt the longest. Well, you had it all of a sneeze. <laughs> well, we'll 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 see how this works. We'll we'll see how this works. But it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you guys. Thank you, thank you. We have the mouth of the South now, Mr. Memphis and Nashville, Brandon J. Clack. What's happening, fam? Man, everything is good on my end. I, you know, really, GB won this title by default. I don't know if we're going to really dig into the weeds of how he won this strap. He tricked us with the showtime so that we couldn't give our expertise predictions. And then he chose by himself Mm -mm. after the pay-per-view was over. No. And and, and and let's say this. And let's say this. I was traveling that day. I can't remember what neck of the woods I was in. You were traveling wait, that day. Wait, it's like he see, it's like he he defended the belt in Saudi Arabia and never told us. Here's, here's the deal. You guys know, and the listeners can attest, we were here two weeks ago oh, on a listeners. Wednesday. And on a Wednesday, I said, we'll come together on Friday. I sent you guys a text message on Thursday confirming our time, and nobody responded. And I can print this stuff if people need it. And so then I even said when we did the show on Friday, I said, well, listen, you guys will have until the time of the pay-per-view to just get your predictions in. We didn't have to even do it on on the air. You could just get them to me. It didn't happen. So now I'll tell you, oh, there's 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 one person who is who is very happy about this and one person who's kind of salty right now, too. It, it, listen, if, if somebody is salty. Because they weren't on the show, which is our show, which is GB, Brandon, and Courtney Beard, the former champion. If they're mad because they weren't on our show, tune into another show. Oh, God. Oh, don't push our <laughs> listeners away. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, we have the dumbest oh, listeners of all of professional wrestling. And you want to talk to me about something like that? Let, well, Go listen to Cornette's podcast. I, oh, God. Let me say this. A, a certain Josh Spilly has had quite a bit to say about you, oh, Brandon wait, Clack. Josh? He, oh, hold he, on. Wait. He's had I don't a, know what Josh. He's had a lot to say about you, Brandon. A lot. If you go well, you back and what? listen to some of these quick hits, he even popped on a quick hit and and had some words for Clack. It's something. Let me just say this: it, 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 it's a real shame the way that Brandon's treated him. It really is. Uh, Josh, <laughs> after college, longtime wrestling fan. If you go back for Halloween, he dressed up as Sting oh. and someone else we can't remember. Shawn Michaels, the, 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 Sting and Shawn Michaels. Wait, <laughs> how do you dress up as Sting and Shawn Michaels? Well, what he what he apparently did dressed up as Don Michaels. <laughs> no, apparently the the he had the Sting face paint on 
and the Shawn Michaels pants. So it was Sting or Sting Michaels, maybe, or Sting and Shawn. Well, he had on a pair of chaps. There's and, and the pictures online. I'll have to show it to you guys. It is. It's on his Instagram page. It is. He put it out in public. Oh yes. Oh yes. Was this like one of those? You know, like those gag Christmas parties? No, where the ugly it was done for Was it like a gag? It was done. It was his Halloween costume. Is that you? 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 You aren't taking Spillay's wrestling prowess serious enough. And I, I, I honestly, it, Josh, if you'd like for me to mediate this thing between you and Brandon J. Clatt, <laughs> I am honestly here for you. I, I just didn't you, know Josh. you could mix Shawn Michaels and Sting. It's it's Don Michaels, and so and Josh, I am here because I love our fans, and you're one of the fans. And I've always been here. If I've said it once, I've said it twice. We have the best fans on the planet. GB, so, were their you. wrestling styles even similar? Um, they both wrestled in the 90s and in the 80s. Wait, and that's it? That's the only similarity they have? Well, they, were, they, both, they, were, they were never in the same it's, company. That's like mixing Gatorade and cereal. Ew. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you dress up as two different men? Boy. Why would you dress up as two different grown men? Because I have a genuine heart and concern. I'm no. not making fun. I'm concerned. I don't know why he would dress up as Sting. You know the Greek word for Sting is devil? <laughs> why would he mix darkness and light? Shawn Michaels is a believer. And you just have a Sting Devil? Hey, Sting is a believer, Sting too. Sting is a believer. Sting, Sting is a believer. Sean is a believer. I guess Undertaker's a... Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that. Sting is Seven Day of Venice, and Shawn Michaels is P.A.W. Why would he dress up as both? I think Sean is Free Will Baptist, but that's another story. <laughs> You don't need no mixing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, That's man. just an awkward mixture, guys. So, I mean, I just I I don't understand. The neighborhood, they were in the color neighbors, the, the color schemes. Oh. It was Maybe next time he should dress up as Sean and Yokozuna. That's similar color schemes. So, so how, how was Thanksgiving, guys? How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Well, it was good until I heard that Josh dressed up as two men in one. <laughs> like, why do you want two men on top of you? Oh, my I'm God. Confused. Oh, my God. No, oh my I don't God. know why y'all are laughing. I don't mean this any kind of way. I don't. Never mind. I'm just concerned. I didn't know he dressed up as two wrestlers. Who needs to bury you when you'll bury yourself? Oh, right. Oh I mean, God. you're your worst enemy. Oh my you God. yourself. We I don't know what y'all laughing at. Well, I don't. I don't know. Billy, I'll be your mediator because I'm on your side. No, sir. I'm on Josh's side. I oh, just I'm didn't really know. On, no, I'm on Josh's side. No, I'm on Josh's side. I just didn't know he dressed up as two wrestlers in one. I, I didn't. I didn't know. He did. I, I didn't know. know. I'm gonna send you but the you're picture not on his side. The I'm on his side. And call me Josh. I will mediate. Listen, Josh, we're gonna take I'm on your side. No, we're gonna take him to faction court. Well, and all right. today I'm gonna dress up as Courtney and GB. <laughs> I'm on Josh's side. <laughs> Y'all are making this way worse than what it is. So wait, no, sir. so 
So oh, the sir. last t- the last time, you know, we've had a Poor lot of content. I'm gonna dress up as Michael Jackson and Fifty Cent. We've had a lot of. <laughs> hey man, we've been, a lot of this. We've had a lot of content that we've dropped on you guys. A lot of quick hits and things like that. So go check it out. Um, it's wherever you catch our podcast. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode one ninety two of the Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll kick things off with the Broken Skull Sessions with The Undertaker. Also, NWA announces a new commentator, ACH. Where is he? What's happening in the new update? NXT versus AEW. The Raw recap and who is the decade best tag team. But before we do, hey, maybe it's these guys. Undisputed Era is their theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the Faction. Shock the system.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Undisputed. That's the Undisputed Era theme music by CFO. GB, take it from here. All right, so there's so much to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. We must first start with a huge interview that first aired uh, following the Survivor Series on the WWE Network. It's the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course, we knew him for the Stone Cold podcast that he had on the WWE Network. He's now back with a new show called The Broken Skull Sessions, and his first guest was The Undertaker. It has been reported that more people watched the Broken Skull Sessions than watched NXT TakeOver War Games, which is a scary thought. That's a very scary thought. Um, an incredible interview, the first sit-down interview uh, of The Undertaker really in WWE. He's done a couple of random ones outside of WWE, but his first one inside WWE, hour and a half long interview, a lot was said. Um, and so let's have the conversation. I know the three of us are both fans of The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. What were your thoughts on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions and what were some of your takeaways uh, about The Undertaker? Clack, we'll start with you since you are uh, Mr. WWE. Great decision, and I'll be brief in my commentary. Number one, I would like to point out a statistic, GB, that you dropped on us mm -hmm. and that it's a very clear one that the American public has spoken back to YouTube. America just said... We love the Attitude Era. Oh, Lord. We love it so much oh, that we're going to watch a podcast. We're going to watch a conversation that halfway smells like Attitude Era in competition versus your New Day Wrestling. No pun intended, guys. But against your New Day Wrestling, Can I your refute NXT this now? War Games, your pay-per-view, your, your Dusty Rhodes brainchild. Here is what America said. The cons I said it. America said. The consumer said. We miss Attitude Era and numbers don't lie. I also thought, on the other hand, that the interview was phenomenal. Now, I heard a ton of stuff about Undertaker that obviously I did not know before. Mm -hmm. But the part where I came alive is when he starts giving us the play-by-play -play when that idiot Eric Bischoff fired him and told him that there was no market for him, that he comes over into WWE and after being shuffled a little bit and finally gets his way in, we get revealed to us the classic gray and black, uh, black trench coat, top hat Undertaker that debuted at Survivor Series, which me personally was the scariest Undertaker, minus the demon-possessed one, right. but was the scariest Undertaker I had ever seen. I mean, that dude, I literally would turn away from the TV. Now, that didn't turn it off because I love me some Gorilla Monsoon, but I would turn my back to the TV. That dude was putting people in body bags. Mm -hmm. He was throwing them in coffins. Mm -hmm. His eyes were in the back of his head. I mean, Undertaker was a scary sight. But what I didn't know, guys, which maybe you two did know, I did not know that that character was based off of a uh, uh, Western Undertaker mm -hmm. from the Wild Wild West. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I either. thought it was based on uh, death right. and, and angry and, and, and funerals. Right. But that, that podcast was amazing. That was just the major parts that stuck out to me. And not to mention the incredible statistics that you gave us, GB. Uh, okay, Courtney, I am going to pitch to you, but I do have to correct a couple of things. First of all, Clack, 
I don't think it had anything to do with the attitude error. It had everything to do with it's the first time we've heard him in an interview. Oh, GP, now, there's come a on. Don't take that away be, from me. No, Those guys rose to, to fame in the attitude error. Listen, before there was the attitude error, there was the new generation era. And before there was the new generation era, there was the golden era. And he debuted in 1990, right at the end of the golden era and the start of new gen. So he's transcended several generations. He went new gen. He went attitude. He went reality. He went PG. He did all of those eras. The fact is... It's the equivalent, oh my God, I hate to even use this analogy. It's the equivalent of, would people want to see an interview with, um, I don't want to use names, so I'll just say a new hot preacher or T.D. Jakes. They'd want to see a T. They'd want to see a T.D. Jakes because, first of all, there's more history with T.D. Jakes. Secondly, um, because there's been more of an investment because of the years of service, they'd want to hear what he'd have to say versus a new person that they don't have as much investment in. And so saying that that there were more people to watch the Undertaker podcast than there was to watch NXT War Games doesn't say that War Games did bad. Doesn't say that at all. It I just, didn't say that. It ju- all it, I'm saying is, it doesn't TV say it is, craves the attitude era. It says we want to hear from does. somebody we haven't heard from. I love that you're committed to your point, and the fact that Jackson is so upset with you, that tells me that he's in agreement with Uncle Brandon. (laughs) The only thing that I would like you not to omit from your dialogue that we're having, please don't admit that, that, don't omit that Bishop Jakes rose to fame, at least in the consumer's public eye, was woman thou art loosed. That was his era that was that was that definitely drew in the most i i that there's no doubt it, it, there's no doubt in terms of when he started to rise and the fact that he still remains you know kind of a, a top figure there's no there's no doubt why can't that. we add that to the undertaker he really rose to prominence at the attitude era but, courtney come on but here's agree the deal with somebody. here's the deal here's the deal as he will admit you know he didn't have five star matches until long after the attitude era so, oh, but let's not let's know you got to finish and, the whole sentence and, don't do and that and the attitude era was not solely built on him you have an Austin, not, you have a rock CGB, you have a man you are, I'm just saying you but wait, are a decorated gonna, journalist don't do that we're don't gonna just, come, don't we're gonna just come clip. back to that because I want to hear what Courtney has to say but we're coming back to this, no I, I don't want to hear what Courtney has to say I'd like you to at least finish Undertaker's sentence he said he didn't have those five star matches but Vince came to him at that peak of his career in the Attitude Era. And he said, your job is to get over. Vince had well, foresight and vision but, on when it would be okay for you to have those five-star matches. Let's build you up first, Taker. I would agree with that, but here's the thing. Here's the other thing to go with that. And now we're digging into the interview. The fact is, The Undertaker uh, left for a while. And he left for a while. He was hurt. No, not just that, but he felt the need to he reinvent said he was himself. Hurt. So during the Attitude Era, catch this. During the Attitude Era, 2000, we get the Biker Undertaker. And we get Big Evil. We get these different incarnations, which is another story for, well, let me get to Courtney. Then I'll get to I my, just my don't want you that. saying he left for a while, confusing our, our listeners as if he got tired of the Attitude Era. He it's left that, audience but, but because he, he was hurt. But here's what he recognized. You have to also acknowledge that he recognized that he knew it was time for a change. And that yeah. happened right during the Attitude Era. 
We have to acknowledge. See what that. we're doing now is we're telling the whole story, GB. You're, you're trying to give snippets and clippets and not. little I'm little nuggets, and, and I just I want the whole other, there consumer There are other elements base. of this story that we need to get to, but I want to give Courtney a chance to speak, and then I'll, I'll come in with my thoughts. So Courtney, okay, you we'll, can speak now, Courtney. You can go. Uh, the thing about this whole conversation is that whenever you allow Clyde to go first, he taints the narrative. I'll quote a great man. A great man said this. The trouble you're going through is separating your potential from your past. I can hang my hat on that statement because it was said by one Brandon J. Clack on Twitter, I knew February seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. The problem is that your potential is overshadowing your past. So, Brandon J. Clack, I can't start this without dealing with you because you yet live in the past. You'd rather rather watch a broken down, frail version of a man talk to another man who's broken down than try to look at some new models of things that are happening now. You can't even get into the new thing because you're so consumed by the old thing, pharisaical Brandon. Now, now that we've said that, let's also clear up some other things. He said that Eric Bischoff told him that. And that was not Bischoff. that was one Ole Anderson. Correct. Ole Anderson is prude. Correct. He is who he says he is. Now, as for this interview, I struggled for the first few minutes because I forgot what March sounded like. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was watching a man who was beaten and 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 and, and just worn out. And Stone Cold kind of put him on his shoulders and drug him through the interview. Sure, we got great content, but to watch this Mark who's leaned back and laid back, what I can get from him is this. What a commitment to your gimmick. What a commitment. I mean, we've never seen him at a Hall of Fame show. Right. Whenever you've seen him outside of wrestling, he's in all black. Uh, he's, He's really, he to me, is considered to be the Mary J. Blige R. Kelly of wrestling. Here's what I mean before you uh, get all crazy, GB, because I said uh, <laughs> the R&B Benoit. Uh, I, what I mean is that he's been able to uh, reshape himself over time. Not many people have done that well. And when you hear him talk about The Undertaker, Still shaking in his boots when he thinks of being around a flare, a steamboat, a dusty. This man has a healthy appreciation for the business. Uh, and hear him telling things like, hey, man, you know, uh, I was never going to do a taker Rooney. But to see how far everyone went because they respected him to get a taker. To hear his love for Vince McMahon that he choked out Kurt Angle. Yo, that was crazy. I mean, he, you you need a taker on your side. Absolutely. Don't ask questions. Just wake up and start choking somebody. <laughs> that was crazy. You know, if I saw somebody attacking you guys, I'd just choke them. I'd ask questions later. Right. And I'll bail you out. Don't worry. Thank you so much. And then that's what we're going to need. So I <laughs> thought overall, the interview was good. And may I just say this? Stone Cold Steve Austin is a magnificent interviewer. Magnificent. And I'm still a sucker of the territory system. I live in Texas. Brandon, you're from Texas. To hear them throw out some Texas names uh, of greatness. I mean, I was just all about this interview. I started watching uh, from a standoffish point, and I honestly left a fan of The Undertaker. But I tell, listen, guys, Heyman wasn't lying. Brock Lesnar knocked him out. 
So, yeah, for those who missed it, uh, there's a point in the interview where Stone Cold asked The Undertaker about WrestleMania 30, which is a major question. I mean, it was the end of the streak. And The Undertaker said he had absolutely no recollection of the match, which was just uh, of most of that day, in fact, which is what was Now, here's the question, Brandon J. Clack and Gerard Cleophas Bonner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do, Do you believe him? I believe him. I was there. I saw that Taker was lethargic during this match. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought he was just old. I thought he was whatever. Now, this is what we what we have to know about wrestlers. And I certainly gathered this from watching the Sting uh, untold as well. Wrestlers have a gear they get into that, you know, concussion or whatever, they feel like they have to finish the match. They may not even remember what's going on, but they got to finish the match. And I think that was their commitment to it uh, for both Taker and for Sting. And so... It's a scary moment. To me, it's the sign that you need to get out. If you can't remember what's going on, you need to get out. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't realize also that Austin got knocked out at SummerSlam. Right. I didn't know that until they slowed it down and I saw him get hit right on the chin. And, and man, poor Stone Cold. How many times have he been knocked out, neck broken? He's been through hell. Which is probably why he got out when he did, but I applaud him for recognizing, like, yo, I need to get out. I yeah. can't do anymore. Well, you know, the, the thing I look at when Taker got knocked out, uh, 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 Stone Cold got knocked out, Sting has been knocked out. I just watched a documentary from the fight of uh, Anthony Joshua and uh, and Ruiz. And you, the, the box they had uh, Stone. Uh, I'm sorry, Sly Stone, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Buster Douglas, Sugar Ray Leonard talking about a boxer can be knocked out on his feet and still functioning, which is crazy. And I think that's what we saw from Taker. And uh, overall, I thought it was good. Overall, I thought it was a great podcast. I look forward, as, as Stone Cold said, they could do a part two. Shout out to Vince, Vince McMahon for bringing Stone Cold's podcast back. Yeah. Because I think he knows the day he got rid of that is the day he made a terrible mistake. Absolutely. And shout out to them for putting more uh, more investment into content. Now, I will say this. There was a face on WWE that I, I like to see more of on the network, and that was Gerard Bonner. Shout out to you for your clip yeah. on the network. <laughs> Definitely. We'd love to see more of you up there. That that would be super cool. If you guys don't know what they're referencing, uh, the Trish Stratus uh, situation that happened after Starcade, uh, her 24, uh, some kind of way I ended up on there, which was uh, kind of cool. It was a clip from my first WrestleMania when Trish battled Mickey at WrestleMania 22. It was pretty uh pretty epic so maybe that was their way of saying we're watching you maybe it is because that's a, a clip from about i guess 13 years ago now so uh really exciting stuff holy cow is that long ago wow um okay so uh, speaking of that did you guys watch the untold with sting was i have not seen I, it yet Ooh. i did not Ooh. is you, it is it good it's powerful why did you not watch it you're a wcw guy right yeah, but it's curated by WWE. I don't trust a thing oh, they put out. No, listen. Well, I bet it you was, Josh has seen it. It was very... Uh, <laughs> what? It, it, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Stone Michaels. It was... <laughs> Sting Michaels. It was really powerful. And it was powerful because it talked about his final match, leading up to the final match that he had with Seth Rollins and the infamous buckle bomb 
And um, when, you know, basically he, his, his body wouldn't cooperate with him anymore. And uh, it was a very scary moment. Um, and here's one thing that I gathered from watching both the Sting piece and the Undertaker piece. First of all, Undertaker is far more mortal than we realized. Undertaker is a wrestler for sure. And wrestlers, particularly those old school wrestlers, don't know how to retire. They don't know how to say, it's over and I'm done. The only one who's really been able to do it for real was Shawn Michaels. Um, And so what's scary about this moment is Taker does not know when to say when. But I think Sting, well, there's no think to it. Sting alludes to the potential of one more match. And the one match Sting has always wanted is the same match that The Undertaker wants. Sting versus Undertaker. I say we should have gotten it four or five years ago. But if we're going to get it, it's going to have to happen at this WrestleMania. And it really needs I'll to be take the last stand. I'll, I'll, I'll still take, take it. I'll absolutely take it. I'll definitely I'll take, take it. I'll take it right now. Yeah, heck I'll yeah. I'll take it more than what has been rumored. The fact that Hulk Hogan is apparently getting into shape to show up at WrestleMania 36 and he wants to take on Vince McMahon. That gets a hard pass from me. Here's the thing. If this match happens, I'll dress up as Sting and Taker so I can be Staker. Staker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and will we find you at the Ponderosa? <laughs> yes, you will. I'll be the Staker or the Tinker. Oh, my God. No, no, I don't want you to be the Tinker. <laughs> don't be the Tinker? Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll be the Staker. Thank you very much. Oh, well, very quickly, uh, before we run to break, uh, the NWA has made some moves. When we last were together, uh, Jim Cornette had been released. If you've had a chance, Jim Cornette actually speaks about his release on his podcast. And does. And oh, does. Oh, Lord. You I... NWA. You have all NWA. No. You know what, though? In my, in my <laughs> honest opinion... Because he talked about how, how is the guy who edited the show going to be the same guy who calls you as if you've done something wrong and you, sir, are the editor? Well, here's here's the thing. And this is where I say I certainly lay fault at the hands of and the feet of the NWA. But also hearing Jim Cornette's lack of contrition, Jim Cornette saying that this was a starvation joke and not an ethnic joke. And he and he finds starvation to be funny. That's still not acceptable. Um, and so I think Jim Cornette is done working for wrestling companies. But NWA has announced his replacement, and his replacement will debut at their pay-per-view on December the 14th, Into the Fire. It is Stu Bennett, the former Wade Barrett, will be joining uh, the commentary staff uh, at the NWA. What are your thoughts? Not a bad replacement. I was going to say, Not what are your thoughts on that choice uh, as being part of the NWA? Wade's not a bad replacement. If you're going to replace him, Wade Barrett's not a bad deal. He can talk. He was a bruiser of a wrestler. He was a bare knuckles fighter. He's definitely believable. Clack, what do you think about Wade Barrett being a commentator? Not much. Um, he wasn't that impressive to me when he was in the WWE. Wasn't he like King Barrett or something dumb King like Barrett, that? Yeah, but he was the leader Barrett. of the Nexus, remember? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Wasn't that the early version of NXT? It you know what? Absolutely. You know what? No, no matter what we Wasn't say about, uh, no, I'm going to say this. No matter what we say about modern day wrestling, he's going to have a Christabel spirit on him and laugh at it. So, <laughs> no matter what we say, that's why she crapped on your beloved era right there. And it's all that on the social the media. 
That was but she crapped on your golden years. She laughed at it. It was laughable. <laughs> All right, we're she gonna take a quick because Marlena got the mess shook out of her. Oh lord, let's <laughs> let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some new podcasts that are out there. We don't do that often, but we're gonna do that this time. And we're gonna get into all that's happening with Monday Night Raw. But first, let's go to some music. Speaking of the NWA, it's their theme song from Dokken. It's called Into the Fire. It's the faction of Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction.
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Pain is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iphone.bonafideradio.com I'm living in that 21st century We got something to say Listen Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan I can't wait We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner This is so gnarly For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise Uh or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Into the Fire. GB, give us some more wrestling news. All right. So when we were last together, uh, Clack, in fact, you asked the great question. If we were the WWE, how would we handle the situation surrounding ACH? Well, we got our answer as the (laughs) WWE uh, very quietly, without a statement, released ACH from his contract. ACH is now performing uh, on independent shows. He was actually just here in Atlanta this past weekend for a show. He has a number of other shows that are coming up. Um, I want to ask the question, guys. What are your thoughts on how the WWE handled the ACH situation? Did they handle it right in kind of keeping it quiet and releasing him that way? Or should they have put out some sort of statement? Yeah, I I think they handled it the best way that they could. Mm -hmm. Um, at, At this point, what can you say? Anything that they would have said, they would have been looked at in the eye of guilt. And and probably for some, their silence makes them guilty. So, you know, WWE as a company, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm saying they're a lose-lose in this particular situation. So I think they handled it as best they possibly could. Uh, hopefully ACH is happy that he's released. Clearly, he did not want to be there. He got his wish. And uh, hopefully it's all uh, able to kind of just go away and both parties can be happy. Sure, sure. Uh, Courtney, what do you think? Uh, Watching this whole fiasco from beginning to the end, it was uh, both draining, emotionally taxing. As a wrestling fan, I enjoyed no part of this process. Uh, As an untrained journalist but you have allowed Brandon and I a platform to execute and learn some journalistic prowess from your excellence uh, we had the hard task of talking about it on a live microphone in front of our audience every week uh, this is the best scenario that could have come out of this uh, we love ACH friend of the show hope to have him on soon this is a place and a platform where we will allow him to share his perspective. Uh, we will be your first take or your undisputed if you need us to be ACH. Um, WWE did what I would have encouraged them to do. Silently honor him and allow him his freedom. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And because of that, I've said it a ton of times. Vince McMahon is a very stand-up guy. I honor what he's done, what he's built. Wait, what? And who... I, I'm, I'm still going, sir. And who he is. This... Drinks up for Vince McMahon. Oh, God. <laughs> I, w- I will strictly say this. I feel like, you know, um, the WWE, and I think a lot of people can learn from this, too. You know, you cannot always chase certain stories. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I think WWE would have been willing to work through this with ACH yeah. if he was willing uh, yeah. to stay. But you cannot make somebody stay if they don't want to stay. And, and 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 also GB, if 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 the if the posts it, it you know we'll have them on the show, so I, I want to walk careful. Mm-hmm. But you have put this show together for us to do a due diligence, yeah. And I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they would have been willing to work with him had the posting not gone beyond the natural forty-eight hours of passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go beyond, when you get into day three, take two days off and mm-hmm. come back, mm-hmm. it is now less passion and more problematic. Sure. People are more willing to give you a pass. Here's relationship, guys. You want some relationship advice? If you blow it and you can apologize and really mean it within a certain window, there is a chance for healing, restoration, and forwardness. Ask Hulk Hogan. Very yeah. true. Had Hulk done his due diligence mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gone to the right people mm-hmm. and gone where he needed to go, we weren't asking you to go on Tavis Smiley. Right. We weren't asking you to go on D.L. Hughley. Mm-hmm. We weren't Martin. asking right. or Roland Martin. Mm-hmm. We were just saying, go to the fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the bros. So, so Courtney, you don't think that Hulk Hogan has any redemptive possibilities? I think he does, but I think that his value is lower than what it was. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely redeemable, but the listening audience that you now have has changed because he did not uh, make us, and he still hasn't apologized, but he certainly did not make any sincere attempts to say, well, hey. the, 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 there, there, the, there is no ambiguity of his apology, but there is ambiguity of his forward sincerity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there was somewhere else I wanted to go. And that was, since we were mentioning the brothers, the brothers of the New Day uh, have released the second officially WWE licensed podcast. Uh, it released this past Monday. It's called uh, New Day Feel the Power. And on this first episode, they uh, actually talked about the origins of the New Day and uh, some really, really neat stories as well. Did you guys have a chance to, to check it out by chance? Not I yet. I'm going okay. to, though. Yeah. But, y- yeah, you, you told us to to, uh, to to check that one out. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll talk more New Day. At the, I'm eager to get into this final discussion of today's topic mm-hmm. sure. that we have because I got a sneaky suspicion one of us that lives in Atlanta may have them at the top of the food chain. 
well, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. I definitely know Memphis doesn't. But uh, yeah, new day, uh, new podcast. Certainly check it out uh, under the WWE umbrella. So before we get into Monday Night Raw, um, I think it'll be interesting to talk about some of the commentating changes that have happened there. If you remember a few weeks back, uh, Dio Madden was uh, beaten up by Brock Lesnar as he attempted to stand up for Jerry the King Lawler. He disappeared that night, never to return to WWE television again. Instead, <laughs> they went two weeks. They, with... they, they treated him like the little sister on Family Matters. Right. She went upstairs and never came back. Um, <laughs> and so uh, then we would get uh, Samoa Joe at the commentator's table. And we have now found out that Samoa Joe will remain at the commentating table until he fully heals and uh, we also found that Dio Madden um, will not be returning to the commentator's desk instead he'll be returning to the performance center um, where he will look to resume his pro wrestling career and according to a tweet from him he says uh, something to the effect of Matt Riddle is busy with Finn Balor so I will retire Brock Lesnar uh, Man, you better sit down somewhere. <laughs> Listen, what are your thoughts on <laughs> you these comments? Sit down, but you get your you get your lace front ripped off. <laughs> what, are, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, commentating change uh, at WWE? Raw? Man, Brock Lesnar gonna turn Dio Madden into deodorant. <laughs> oh my God! Seriously. Uh, listen, uh, Raw's a commentary program felt fluid this week. Mm-hmm. It felt really fluid, and um, little young boy that's calling it. This I think he's calling uh, just Vic regular Joseph. commentary. Vic Joseph. What's his name? Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vic Joseph's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll listen to him. I, yeah. I, I can put up with him. Samoa Joe's a wrestler, you know. I expect mm-hmm. him to do what he does. He's no Ventura, he's no Savage, but we'll, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, he's a good talker though, and I think that this this works for him. Good talker, no Savage, no Ventura. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clack, what no do you think perfect. about Samoa Joe? Well, yeah. No oh, perfect. Per- yeah, do that for God. We forget. Yeah. Perfect was a doggone good commentator. Very oh, good commentator. Come on. Did you yeah. like Pipe? Did you like Piper as a commentator? I loved Piper. Piper was so emotionally invested. He was. Yeah. Piper. Piper mm-hmm. If I could say this, Piper was very reminiscent of the emotion I would get from Jr. That high pitched, very emotional. Those calls. Ha, la, 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 that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. A, Do you remember call. Virgil versus Ted DiBiase? Yes. And yes. Piper At SummerSlam. Is Begging Virgil, mm-hmm. get up, Virgil. Yes, yeah. don't you let him do that to you. I said, Breeze Piper. Yes, Vir- <laughs> Vir- Virgil sure could have used Piper last week. He sure could have. Is it Evanston? That kid, that is I, I got some news said, on that as well. Who gets Virgil in open mic on live? Did you watch it, Clack? Virgil uh, it on E.W. It, it was, was like Miss Jacqueline dressed as her brother. It's like he, he forgot Chris Jericho's name. He did, and then he ended with Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to call him. He bad. had like a throwback vision. He, I don't know what he thought. He thought Hugh Morris was coming out. Oh, that is so dumb. <laughs> 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so um speaking Did of we just a- have a lull? Did we just allow a, a lull on the show? No, I just I, I thought we were gonna do something else, but speaking of AEW, uh I think this is very important to mention that for the last two weeks, including last week, AEW has lost in the ratings to NXT. It didn't take very long for this to be a switch uh, around. NXT had their first big win uh, in the Wednesday Night War uh, right ahead of Survivor Series. You remember the invasion of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, And then last week followed in a big way as well. So uh, the previous week, I guess it's two weeks now, um, NXT had a viewership of 916,000, which was up 22% from uh, their highest broadcast uh, on September 25th. Meanwhile, AEW uh, dropped 7% from 957,000 to 893,000, which is kind of a big deal. And then this last week was even lower for AEW. Uh, NXT had 810,000 voters, (laughs) 810,000 viewers. (laughs) Meanwhile... AEW had their lowest number, 663,000 viewers, which is a 26% decrease from the previous week. I got to ask the question, guys, what do we think is happening with NXT and AEW? Uh, This is an interesting development that I don't think people saw happening this soon. Why would you say that you didn't think people saw this happening? I absolutely told the two of you in the summer of 2019, late spring, I tried to warn you all that the that the flash in the pan would not last long. People hinge themselves on longevity and consistency of the power of a product. And anytime that somebody comes out of nowhere and your only pivot to success is bashing somebody else. I'm sorry, AEW. When you took that sludge hammer to Triple H's chair, you really took it to your own future. Because now, all of the fans have decided you are not as extremely important as you stressed to be in the beginning. And if you don't believe me, I have a screenshot from a from from a from a uh, uh, I don't even know what it's called. What is it called when they tell all the secrets of wrestling? The dirty sheets, oh, the, the dirt, dirt sheets, sheet? yeah. the 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 dirt, uh, the dirt sheets, the dirt sheets, Chile thing organization. <laughs> I saw a picture where it, y'all laugh at Monday Night Raw. I they had about as many people in that AEW stadium as some people have in their churches on Sunday. <laughs> Mike Todd. Have more people at church on Sunday wow. than AEW has show up no. on Wednesday night at Dynamite. Uh, debatable. I think it depends on when they took the picture. I think it depends on debatable. Debatable. Here's what I will say. Thank God for journalism that has a little bit of integrity. We don't have to sit here and listen to Brandon J. Clack, and the J stands for lacking journalistic integrity. What? Uh, and so Mike Chiari at Bleacher Report just wrote on this a great article on this and one of the things that he highlighted is that listen guys don't get too excited nxt had to have guys some raw and smackdown and women 
from Raw and SmackDown show up on NXT to give them this boost right here. So AEW technically battled all three brands. Now, it's been between NXT and AEW. Now, I know last week they didn't battle all three brands, but they're still now battling the overflow of what was set up by all three brands. So Vince McMahon has launched an all-hands-on-deck attack. What did you think was going to happen? AEW still figuring it out. They're still clumsy. They're still missing some moments in the ring. Camera angles aren't as polished as they should be. The Khan family is very new to this. Cody's trying to figure out what it's like to be an executive. By God, they started with Virgil in the ring. Where do we track him from? So yes, the ratings will be up and down. But as you heard The Undertaker say, if you just stick to what your plan is, you're going to be okay. okay. This is all fool's gold. Don't get your wrestling tights in a bunch. Let me start by saying this, Courtney. You're, uh, I, I, I suppose I appreciate your commitment to any remnant of anything WCW. Um, I never these, are the, these are the these are the same arguments you made for WCW. Them. I just slotted them here's, for having. So the here, only thing well, that I said was, we're talking AEW versus NXT. So NXT let me, was a certain let me, brand, let and me, they brought it. Jay okay. Jay I'm saying all these. Here's, shout out birthday jay-z that's all i'm saying let me say what's happening to his microphone uh, you know, it's because he keeps trying to cut me off um <laughs> here's the deal the deal is this. over nxt proved something that's bigger than aew what they proved is that they're the number one brand in this business and they proved that over survivor series weekend now Here's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. They talk, Whoever wrote that article talked about NXT battling all three brands. Well, NXT also boosted the ratings for SmackDown and Raw, okay? So NXT obviously is a commodity in and of themselves. And there's some little things that are happening that I don't know that most people are noticing, which are really speaking to the fact that NXT is its own separate brand. For instance, whenever any sort of WWE television program is on, on the bottom right-hand corner, you have the WWE logo prominently based. Raw, SmackDown, Untold, 205 Live, etc. But for NXT, beginning Survivor Series weekend, in that corner, you did not see WWE. You saw NXT. There are branding things that are happening that are saying NXT is its own standalone brand, which is a beautiful thing. Now, here's the thing. The competition was super close that week of Survivor Series with NXT edging them out by less than 100,000 viewers. AEW's viewership tanked 26% last week. 26%. And there was nobody from Raw or SmackDown on NXT last week. And might I add, it was an NXT without Moro Ronaldo. So, here's the deal. I think AEW... They, first of all, I think are realizing that, um, hey, it's easy to sell out a 10,000 seat arena when you haven't done it before, when you do it once a year or when you do it three times a year. But to now have to try to sell out these arenas every week, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, you know, we're not hearing these sold out stories every week as we did for the first show. 
um, as we did for the second show. But it's not GB, I said way. it was, it was going to be a sellout every week. I no, said no. it before they started. But what I'm saying is, and, 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 not, and here, well, here's well, a, let's look at this though. It, it, not only is it not a sellout, it's smaller arenas than it was in its first show. They're not doing 10,000 seat arenas, and they're not filling those arenas, and they haven't figured out how to keep people active. Undertaker talked about this actually in his podcast, and I have to be inclined to agree because I found this to be my issue with AEW. If everybody flips and everybody kicks out of these super devastating moves, then at what point do we have the moment of devastation that you don't kick out of? At what point do we get into the storytelling? I think it's amazing that most people have come to the agreement that one of the best matches AEW's ever produced was Cody versus Dustin. It's because it wasn't a flip show. We told a physical story. And I think what AEW's going to have to figure out if they're going to have to go long-term is... How do you introduce us to new people while establishing the big people that you have while making us want to care every single week without having to flip and flop every time you turn around? And I think that's one of their real challenges they're going to have to answer. No, I totally agree with that. I had a friend of mine, shout out Dante Banks here in San Antonio, who was at a restaurant and watching ROH Wrestling and and there was no audio. He said, I'm watching something called ROH Wrestling and it looks like gymnastics to a click track. Everybody keeps flipping. Wow. He said, is this what current wrestling is? Wow. And hey, Mike, we love our guys at ROH, but I said, mm-hmm. that is not the creme de la creme. Right. I agree with you. It can't be flippy every week. Yeah. But I will tell you this, and any pastor of a church will know this. You bring in a headliner, your church is going to be packed. Come back the following week, you're going to get some overflow from that headliner that was there because people are still feeling the shazam of what they felt. The truth is that a month from now, will those people still be there? We cannot judge these ratings right now. We have to wait a month and see after everything's cleared out, where are people landing? Hey, if NXT is kicking AEW's butt, I don't mind it. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just saying, let's be fair in our assessment. Well, and and I will say this before we go to break. Part of that assessment is recognizing that NXT did dominate on a major WWE pay-per-view that had more eyes than an NXT takeover would. So what I thought was smart about that is NXT expanded their own audience by expanding their footprint in WWE. It's a brilliant move. Vince knew what he was doing when they dominated on that pay-per-view. Sure. Yeah. You had the right people to do it. Absolutely. You had the right people to do it. So Vince was smart. Checkmate Vince. The real question is, Cody, what's your next move? That's the question because I don't think the question – NXT has been and consistent sure with who they heck, are. And sure as heck ain't Virgil. And here's what I'll say. What a great segment. Jericho was money. It was a Jericho great segment. Jericho was money. It was a Jericho's great father. But the moment the masses tune in and see a stammering, stumbling Virgil yeah. on yeah. TV, yeah. you Open messed it up. Show. You should have had yeah. Shivani or Jim Ross in that ring. Way I to agree. blow it, AEW. I absolutely agree. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. And we're going to get into our big debate. I'm excited about this one. As we start talking about who we think our top tag teams of the decade are. 
But let's let's go to some music uh, from CFO. It's a theme song for Bianca Belair, who killed in the women's war games and on the Women Survivors Series team. It's her theme song called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here, the world's strongest man, and you're tuned in to the faction. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now.
Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. No, 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 the remix on Bonafide Radio. We here Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Watch Me Shine. That's Josh Spillay's theme music by CFO, Stinging Shawn Michaels. Courtney, give us the raw recap. WWE Raw was live from the new home of Brandy Clack, Nashville, Tennessee, at the Bridgestone Arena, home of the Country Music Awards. And things kicked off with a few quick hits when Seth Rollins came out and said, I'd like to make an apology. Kevin Owens come out here. AOP came out. Kevin Owens said, I'm a little too smart for that. AOP crashed the party and things kicked off. Kevin Owens defeated Bobby Lashley uh, via disqualification. Then Lashley and Lana were arrested. Drew McIntyre defeated Akira Tozawa and challenged Randy Orton. The OC interrupted their confrontation to start a brawl. Alistair Black defeated Tony Nese. Andrade defeated Eric Young. Kyle Busch pinned R-Truth in a crowd to win the 24-7 championship. Hey, what a moment for NASCAR. Eric Rowan defeated No Way Jose. WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Kabuki Warriors defeated Charlotte Flair in a one-on-two handicap match. Raw Tag Team Champions of Viking Raiders defeated Mark Sterling and Mitchell Lyons. Hey, mama, I'm on TV. The OC defeated United States Champion Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Humberto Carrillo, or Carrillo to end the night. Guys, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? I thought Monday Night Raw was a B plus. I am a bit disturbed, though, and, and GB and I talked about this um, during the show, um, during Monday Night Raw. I am a bit disturbed disturbed at the lack of GM presence. We need a McMahon yeah. or a Triple H or anybody at this point. Anybody but that stupid little weird 
uh, nobody at the microphone, right. little weird thing. That, that was dumb. Yeah. But we need a human because what I don't like is I don't like wrestlers running into the ring and then essentially creating their own matches. It feels like chaos. It feels like renegade soldiers running wild. We, we need somebody to draw the lines of villain and superhero. We need somebody to have the odds stacked against them. That is the power of Vince McMahon. See, y'all do all this crying about Vince McMahon and he all up in the videos and he always dancing and he's always doing stuff. But when Vinny Mac was in the week-to-week operation, that dude brought structure, he brought order, and he let it be known who and what we were supposed to cheer for. I miss Vince doing that. I love Apostle McMahon. You're such a liar. I just said it on this show earlier today that I have a huge respect for Apostle Vince McMahon. Anyway, GB, I'm waiting waiting for Rey Mysterio to retire. I've never been a Rey Mysterio fan to begin with, but but it's just, I don't know if he's gained weight. Somebody's 619 is more like a, a 619. Five. Well, let's also let's <laughs> also remember he's into a, a three oh seven. He's <laughs> over forty years old. Um, he has been wrestling like this since the early nineties. So we're talking almost thirty years in the wrestling business. Um, it has been uh, it's a lot, and I mean, think about it. His son is is twenty something years old. Like, you know, this is a uh, okay. So let me back up. I absolutely agree that Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown need leadership. It's interesting that you have a general manager in NXT UK, 205 Live, and NXT. Um, And it's funny how having a figurehead, whether it was uh, uh, William Regal or Triple H during the Survivor Series piece, made all the difference in the world versus who was trying to rally the troops for Raw and SmackDown. Who was rallying the troops? And here's where I had an issue with that. No good. Seth Rollins is going to come in the ring on Monday and, and pull everybody in talking about you guys suck. I'm the leader who made you the leader and you don't even have a championship. So how are you the leader of the locker room? You lost the championship. So I, I just for me. Um, first of all, I do think this heel turn for Seth Rollins is necessary, um, but the lack of leadership in general, um, it just really creates kind of anarchy, and it just doesn't seem to fit and flow together um, on Monday Night Raw. I am There's nothing that they can do right now for Rusev and Bobby Lashley and Lana to make me like this. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, I mean, I should be excited. I kind of like Rusev a little bit. Well, Rusev yeah. is the only one who's winning from this, which um, which is good for yeah. him. Um, and maybe that was the whole point of this. But they can just do away with this and let us chant Rusev Day and we'll be fine. I, I just, it's just bad. Um, it's really, really bad. I don't have anything right now that I'm watching Monday Night Raw for. Uh, and now that the NXT invasion is over... Um, I don't know. There's like nothing that's saying, hey, watch me. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that enthused about a Rey Mysterio U.S. title run. Um, I'm just not. We don't have a champion on there because Brock Lesnar isn't there. 
Um, and so the U.S. title doesn't really get defended, like for real, for real. The tag titles don't get for, uh, defended, even though the tag champs are great. So I don't, I don't really know what we're watching Monday Night Raw for. Um, I, 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 I watch from habit, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I watched this week, and I said, I don't know what's exciting about it. Yeah, I mean. It, 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 I don't think it. Brandon gave it a B plus. I don't know what show he's watching. I'd probably give it a D. That was probably um, a, a kind B plus. No, he could have that B plus. Uh, I, I give it a D, if not F. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it needs something. But guys, to be very honest with you, I can tell you this: I'm not looking for a McMahon. I'm not looking for a Screamer. I'd actually take someone who's very similar to a Gorilla. Or someone who's very similar to a William Regal. Yeah, I'd like that. I like William Regal in that role. I mean, he's no nonsense. He calls it straight down the middle. We don't need a constant Where, Where's Jack Tunney? Where's Jack Tunney I when you believe, need him? I can't believe you are trying to we, will up we, the spirit of we the need Jack, Jack Tunney. Tunney. Old Jack Tunney. You, you, you know who had the spirit of Jack Tunney? Oh, what's the guy who, who can't talk, but he talks like this? And oh, dynamic John Laranitis. Uh, John Laranitis yeah. had the spirit of Jack Tunney on Well, he had the spirit of Jack Tunney and Vince McMahon because he was kind of evil. So, I I don't know. But Monday Night Raw, be that as it may, uh, we still watch. Hey, big news that came out of um, WWE backstage last night. Uh, the official signing of John Hennigan, uh, a.k.a. Hey. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny Impact. And uh, who knows what it'll be when he gets back to WWE, but he's officially signed now. Um, Someone had mentioned this, and I should just throw this out there. You know, uh, Backstage is kind of WWE's ESPN Sports Center type of program. Do we want to find out that people have signed on there, or do we want to find out as a surprise when they just show up? Uh, I think we can do both. Okay. I think you have that one every now and then where you have a run in, but mostly I like to fight. if they want to legitimize themselves in 2020, they're going to have to have some type of ESPN type setting and they're going to need to be able to announce it up there. And I like it because mm-hmm. we, we can already start the what ifs uh, beforehand. Sure. And I don't know about you. I watch sports center every morning just so they can build the hype of what I'm going to see. I was hyped to see Carmelo. I didn't know if he could still play. Thank God. He can still drop 25 dimes on him. Mm-hmm. But listen, uh, you know, who knows what he's going to do? Shout out Johnny Impact. Shout out Johnny Nitro. Shout out Johnny Mundo. Shout out Johnny Morrison. Shout out Johnny NXT. Listen, he's gone through all of them. That's Johnny for you. One thing he better be is Johnny on the spot. <laughs> all right. All right. Clack, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it should be a little dash of here and there with both sides of it. Mm-hmm. As, but, but it has to be heavier on the just running in. We've got to keep the live show popping. Mm-hmm. Backstage will say, be like talking smack and like everything else. It'll be here for six months. Yeah. And and, and, and I told you I'm going to be honest about AEW. AEW, if you're listening, please don't let nobody else come to the ring. Nobody oh, else. Oh, that was horrible, wasn't it? Anymore. Oh, bunny and the blade and the bully. Man. Bully and the blade and the you, bunny. You saw them nope. cut the hole. I mean, like yeah, it, was it was just it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, and Cody, Cody, you know better. Yeah. Come on, Cody. Yeah. You 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 know you know I still listen to Jim Cornette even though he says some derogatory things, still listen to James Cornette. Mm. And Wait, like he said That's so un- you're such a hypocrite. Man, sometimes you, 
God knows I love you, but sometimes you really get under my skin. You really do. You are such a hypocrite. You mean to tell me you'll listen to James E. Cornette, but you won't fool with Hulk Hogan? You get on my No, 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 no. No, no, let's be very clear. What Hulk Hogan said and what James Cornette said are two different things. No, they're not. profusely called us the N-word. Cornette private, and he proved it with his stupid joke publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop picking no. and choosing. No, no, no. You can't use the N-word publicly. No, you don't agree with him, GB. He has nothing agreeable. Man, James Cornette did not say the N-word on NWA. Let's be clear. Hogan did not say the N-word in public. It was a tape that was released of what he said in private. So and Cornette yeah. didn't say it publicly. But 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 Hulk Hogan said it so many times on that tape. I think he really believes it. Oh my god. Let's just hey, if you don't think Cornette says it? I'm if not. you deliver Cornette DoorDash, you know what he's gonna call you after you walk away? <laughs> don't he say it. Oh. He won't just call him the N-word, he'll call him a black N-word. Oh, man. That's, that's what you know is bad. <laughs> you know the only thing he better call me is Staker. Oh God! So, all right. So we know this is the month of December. We are nearing the end of 2019, which isn't just the end of the year, but is the end of a decade. And so we thought it would be a posit to start talking uh, every week about our best of the decade moments. A lot has happened in this decade, and uh, of course, one of the new things would be us being here at the end of the decade. And uh, the question now is, we're going to delve into the top tag teams from the decade. Now, it could be from any organization. As we uh, explain our choices, we will, I'm sure, talk about the whys behind our choices. could be from, like I said, any organization, any time period. Um, And we're looking for each of our top fives, and we'll see if any of them overlap. And, uh, yeah, this should be a lot of fun. Clack, we'll start with you. I have a feeling we'll know where all your teams are from, but um, let's hear what you have as your top five tag teams of the decade, and this is going to be interesting. Go forth, sir. Uh, do they need to be in order? Whatever order you want to put them in. Okay, no particular order. Demolition. This Legion decade, this decade, sir. This, this okay. decade. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. There was right. no demolition right. in the 2010. It said right. 2010 to 2019. This cat's not about oh. demolition. Sorry. The crazy okay. part is they are actually still wrestling, which is weird. But. Okay, uh. demolition. <laughs> demolition. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Best, de- best tag teams of this decade. All right. Demolition. Oh Legion of Doom, The Rockers. Maybe you guys will catch on in a second. No, we, I've caught on. Tag team I've caught sucks. on to your Okay, no, seriously. Here we go. Oh. Let me stop playing around. No particular order. The Bar. Team Hell No. The Usos. Team EGO. Wait, hold on. Back up, back up. I want to get your team. You said The Bar. Team EG. You said the bar. Keep going. The bar. Mm -hmm. Team Hell No. Okay. The Usos. Courtney is so perplexed. The New Day and Team EGO. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Team EGO. (laughs) That's it. Research, fellas. I I like the way you Google it. I like it. (laughs) Team EGO. Oh, right. This is amazing. 
Never. Oh, my computer's moving so slow. I'm so glad. I love it. I think you made it up. I think you made it up. No, I think he he made it up. There's no team EGO. I'm I'm looking. I don't see a team EGO. I see team EGO is Edge and Christian. What? They weren't even around in the 2010s. Oh, they, yes, they were. They weren't. Team EGO was alluded to the night where Jericho was drafted over Raw onto SmackDown. It didn't take long for the two Canadians to decide how to work together. And after a few weeks of working together, best in the world at what he does and the rated R superstar, they won the tag team titles, Bash the Beach 2009. So you're talking about Christian and are you talking about Chris Jericho and Edge, not Christian and Edge. I said Edge and Chris Jericho. You said Christian. Didn't he say Christian? Oh, I meant to say Chris Jericho. Sorry. Edge and Chris Jericho. Okay. Now, I'll give that to you. That's a very good tag team. They were very good. That's a very good tag team. But of the decade? They they didn't even last a year. They didn't last six months. Edge got injured. That's how bad the decade's been. And it was... Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Hold on. Courtney, go ahead. Uh, for me, my tag teams are simple. That was pretty good, Clack. I have a four. I don't have a fifth. I have the Usos, the New Day, the Young Bucks, and Undisputed Era. I dare you to argue with me. Uh, Usos, to me, best tag team of the decade. Uh, I don't know where they are now, but I see them on IG working out and hanging out with their family. And I don't know what's happened, but I love to see them back. Of course, the New Day, highly decorated. They've been able to entertain us. Clack, you always talk about holistic wrestling being your ability to entertain us and all that stuff. So, New Day. Uh, of course, the Young Bucks have won titles. They've been draped in gold in many different federations. And the Undisputed Era, they're just money to me. They represent the newest style of wrestling. I love those dudes. They remind me of the, uh, the Horsemen. I am shocked that you added in the Undisputed Era. I love them. I think they're incredible. You don't like them? I wouldn't have put them in the best of the decade. The oh, decade? By, yeah, dude, they're by far some of the best tag team wrestling I've seen in forever. They weren't better than uh, Generation X, Degeneration X. Dude, they were like so old. Like, no, you, they you, weren't. Dude, Nine in 2009. An old, old sh- 2010, Clack. <laughs> 2010 to now. I mean, you, you know. <laughs> What are you talking about? How come you can't get decades? You you don't exist in time. That has to be the only answer. You don't exist in time. You you are so in the heavenlies that time no longer exists. You might as well say Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. <laughs> I'm going to call them the Mulkey Brothers. GP, oh I will run my list for you again. I only have okay. four. Usos, New Day, Young Bucks, Undisputed Era. Top four mm. in the decade. GB, would and, you and, really add Undisputed Era? As the best tag, one of the best tag teams in the decade? Yes. Yeah, I act, it's funny. I have six teams, and I, I, oh, I am, I'm not sure how to whittle them down. So I'll just, I'll just if rock Team Hell No is in there, GB, I'm done. Here are my teams in no particular order. Um, the New Day. The Usos. The Revival, The Undisputed Era, The Young Bucks, and representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, The Gorillas of Destiny, G-O-D. 
them uh, sons of Haku are no joke. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple-time yeah, like IWGP yeah. Tag Team Champions. I like Gorillas of Destiny. They're a great, yeah, like great them. tag team, and they've lasted for quite some time. And this is why wrestling is on an all-time low. Because you don't pay attention to anything outside of Y'all, WWE. it's not That's just why. me. It's everybody. It's not you know everybody. I had a I'm random guy tell me the other day. I, I had a random guy tell me the other day, whoever the guy is in A, he doesn't watch. Whoever the guy is in AEW that has his hands in, in his pockets, I want to be that guy. He's about Orange, Orange Cassidy. Cassidy. Is cool. He wants Orange to Cassidy be Orange cool. Cassidy. Yeah. let me. T- I'll say this. AEW, they have guys like Orange Cassidy, which are neat. They the, 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 here's the here's the challenge with an AEW, AEW in building something new they have to be committed to the process of introducing new stars, and they have to realize this they've tried to build a company off of stars that were big in other places like for instance Kenny Omega most Americans don't really know who he is because he had a big big time in Japan. So he's having to prove himself over here. And it's kind of, I don't want to call it a land of misfit toys, but they've not done a good job of really building organic stars outside of Orange Cassidy. So they're having to try to figure out how do we build stars. And the process of building stars requires time and commitment. And uh, they just have to be willing to commit to it and not be stuck with, you know, the, the, the trappings of, trying to figure out how we boost our weekly ratings or doing something that's only funny to an isolated group of people because there's nobody that wants to see Soul Train Jones, Virgil, on their television screens. Nobody. First off, we should never let Virgil on an open mic again on national television. There's so no no, no one asked to see Virgil. I don't know where we drug Virgil up from. I don't know if we were in his city, if he lives in Chicago, or if he was doing some type of, I don't know what he was doing. But please don't ever put Virgil on live TV again. There are certain wrestlers that don't need an open mic. I'll actually put my beloved Ric Flair into that. Does not need an open mic. Hulk Hogan does not need an open mic. I don't even, and I love Dallas, or as they call him in the business, Dally, your guy. I don't want to see Dallas on AEW. I don't want to see him fighting anybody. Well, when you, you have to go with what you can get access to in terms of legends, DDP certainly you have still has access a lot of juice. to great wrestlers. Put them on TV. Well, and this is this is the challenge. So we're I'm looking get out at of them the way Jackson's looking at you, trying to figure out what are you doing. Jackson's looking at him like, what is this contraption you're talking into, Dad? And who are you talking to, for God's sake? Now, now, now Jackson's looking at it like, am I supposed to talk to? Look at him. You see him clapping. <laughs> yeah, am I too supposed to talk yeah. to? Is, is it my turn to do this? So we're going to yeah. get out of here, guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. It's been a lot of fun. Next week, we got some special things as we're getting ready for the NWA's pay-per-view as well. So be on the lookout for that uh, and WWE's TLC pay-per-view. But right now, uh, we're going to get out of here. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. I am Courtney Beard on Instagram, C Major Beard on Twitter, Courtney Beard on Facebook. All of you idiots can call me. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Clack. Brandon J. Clack on everything. Please come and say hello. 
And of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfide. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast and follow us on social media at The Faction Show. Lots of great news. And of course, our quick hits are always coming. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are The Faction.